Zion Health is a nonprofit health share. In essence, each member contributes monthly towards a pool of money, which is used to help pay for the larger medical expenses of the Zion Health community. What's important to understand is Zion Health isn't traditional health insurance, but it can be an effective and cost-saving alternative for many. Quite simply, it's people helping people when they need it the most. So visit zionhealth.org. That's Z-I-O-N health.org. And tell them you heard it on the Resilience Podcast. Go check them out and see if Zion Health could work for you, your family, your business, and your employees. From my vantage point, Zion Health is a truly viable alternative to traditional health insurance. Why? Simple, transparent, affordable. Members always, always, always come first. They always get the white gloves member service treatment. It's a community of like-minded individuals who come together and share in one another's health care. That's pretty amazing. And they pay providers directly and super fast. I see Zion Health as disruptors of a very broken healthcare system, reimagining healthcare, and in the process, creating savvy consumers of healthcare. So visit zionhealth.org and tell them you heard it on the Resilience Podcast. Now on to today's episode. From the Resilience Podcast, episode 214, I'm Cecil Ledesma, recording live from Austin, Texas. It is so beautiful here. It's Tuesday, August 17th. Everyone wants to change the world, but no one wants to change himself. This was written by Leo Tolstoy in reference to people's proclivity to point out at the world and project blame rather than the point in at themselves and ask why. What can I do? How can I be better? Which when you think about, it is basically a shark forfeiting its bite, right? Or a bird giving up its wings. Our personal agency without a doubt, our superpower. Yet, from my vantage point, it sometimes feels like we're walking away from that superpower, a tiny step at a time, little by little, day by day. We're allowing greatness to fade while bringing about the death of the hero. And while that's a pretty big claim, what could I possibly mean by this? It's funny when people ask me what I'm most proud of. My mind pretty quickly goes to the body of work, the brand that I've dedicated the last almost two decades to building. But I don't think that's right. I think it's a product of my answer. 
but it's not my answer. What I'm most proud of is chipping away at the monster. That is the victim mentality. You know, my default when things went wrong for so long was to feel bad for myself. It was easier to be the victim and sulk than it was to keep taking the hits. It's like a cheat code. When you can just bask in your sorrow and hate the world, you don't have to do anything. It's like a giant ibuprofen for, for the discomfort that is life. But it relieves the symptom and not the cause. And to understand, to overcome this worldview is like being gifted with a new pair of eyes. What I learned was that self-pity gets you nothing. It leaves you resentful, disappointed, envious, wandering down a path that is not your own. What I learned was that my story needed a hero. That's why as I grew, I spoke about the power and the beauty of doing the difficult thing, running in the rain, chasing the metaphorical fireflies, taking the last train home. See, until you immerse yourself into that vast unknown, you stay in a cell of your own making. You build walls of limitation and you exist entirely within them. As time has progressed, I look back, there are two things worth mentioning. One is that we find life's meaning in the difficult thing. And two, there is a fundamental misunderstanding and even from time to time contempt for what the difficult thing means for those who speak of the difficult thing as though hard truths are in some way inconsiderate. Like diverging from the comfort of one's feelings implies a lack of empathy, but that's wrong. You see, if you love someone, if you care about someone, if you care about yourself, you say what is true. And what is true is that the shelter and the temporary comfort of victimhood is a high, not worth the withdrawal, not worth the suffering. It got me nowhere. It will get you nowhere. And that is the reality that will never cease to be true. We live in a world that's been shaped entirely by those who found the courage to do the difficult thing. Everything around us is a product of the courageous decision to take the now and bend it. And that means taking hits. It means being criticized. It means by definition, you are choosing to be uncommon. You are choosing to change things yourself. And by default, the world around you. Now hear me out. There's Nothing wrong with being common. Quitting is relatable. Failure is relatable. Falling short is relatable. We're all human and we've all been there. But these stock features of humanity, 
They are not worth celebrating. Mm -mm. We don't put on pedestals the familiar. No. We put on pedestals the times that we've reshaped the familiar. And a world of participation trophies is a world that has disincentivized that which makes life worth living. It cripples the very pursuit that ignites the soul, a push towards the extraordinary. It's time we resurrect the hero. See through the facade of short-term comfort that leads to long-term emptiness in a world where attention is currency. It's time we acknowledge the payment we receive when we play victim. It buys only despair. Sure, we're flawed. That will always be true. But we are capable of manufacturing greatness. We're capable of capturing hearts and captivating minds if you could only see within yourself that story unwritten. If you could feel the greatness that awaits, the road to be traveled and mountains to be climbed, there would be no debate. There would be no hesitation about that march to the belly of the beast if only to show that our demons exist solely where we allow them to. Resurrect the hero. Fight those battles that light you up. Blaze your trail through the valley of darkness. Take that path unknown to the common man, unseen to those who live within the confines of what is. Resurrect the hero because you need you, because the world needs you. There's no time to be down or sad or, or dwell on the mistakes of yesterday. There's too much on the line to pretend that settling was the plan all along, or to point at the obstacles with disdain and hatred while life rotates around you. No. Resurrect the hero. Resurrect your answer. Resurrect the person you were meant to be. It may not be simple or intuitive. It may cause you to give more than you knew you had. It may not be easy. But my friend, easy never changed the world. And that's it for the Resilience Podcast. I'm Cecil Ledesma. See you real soon. Hey, I'll see you next time, and thank you so much for tuning in. That about wraps it up. But before you jump off, two quick things, actually uh, three. One. I've always wanted to author the conversation on resilience and mental health because as a very proud Navy father, these topics affect me personally. And as you go about your day, be sensitive and be kind always for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you probably know nothing about. Your life is a gift and it's precious to me. And thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm 
Not quite sure how you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we can have a conversation is amazing. I feel very honored to be in your ears right now and that you spend a portion of your morning, noon, or night with me. And whether this is the first podcast you've listened to or you've been a loyal listener, I just want to say thank you. And last, please, I would be honored if you checked out my website at CecilLedesma.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Twitter at Cecil Ledesma. Peace.